0: Welcome to About Sex, the podcast about sex. And I'm Josh, and with me is Angela Skirtu, as always. Hi, Angela. Hey, Josh. Who are you, Angela?
1: I'm a licensed marriage therapist and ASex certified sex therapist, also an author and speaker. What else? Well, I don't know. Podcaster. Yeah, you, know, you do ama- <laughs> I do a lot of radio. Yeah. I contribute to articles well, like across the country.
0: <laughs> and with us, again, is special guest, Monica Houghton. Hi, oh, Monica. hi, you guys. Who are Thanks you, for Monica? me.
2: Well... I'm a couples and intimacy specialist, so I see couples as a specialty, and then I'm a certified sex therapist. Awesome. I'm also a national speaker and a creator of an online Jumpstart Your Hearts toolkit so you can get started at home and not wait to come in. Yay.
0: (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to start with being married to a sex therapist
1: how is that very (laughs) sexy right very Uh, sexy
0: very crazy yeah Yeah, i think this is
1: more something you need to talk on well guys. she also has a husband so i'm sure he has
0: had reactions and interactions with i think it's an interesting thing every time somebody hears that she's a therapist it's like oh okay they hear the word sex, like, bing! Whoa. Their attention goes right to it. All of a sudden, she's the unicorn in the room. <laughs> they either want
2: to talk to you or they want to get the hell away That's from true. you. That's true. There are the ones who are like, I'm not married, I'm not going to uh, talk to you. Uh,
0: They're
1: like, I, mean, I, don't know what, okay. I don't know what
0: this whole sex thing is. Get away from yeah, <laughs> It's true. It's yeah. true.
1: like you dropped a bomb. <laughs> right in the restaurant. Well, like, one question people always ask me is, what does your husband think about what you do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it, babe? Oh,
0: I love it because <laughs> you're the kind of person who is willing to talk about that stuff. And I think... Mm-hmm. A lot of relationships I had in the past before you, people just didn't, they weren't willing to talk about things. Yeah. And that's an important part of it, I think. There are some negative things, too, about being married to a sex therapist.
2: Wait, first, let me yeah. tell you. Oh, I think oh. what my husband liked most about it mm-hmm. is yeah. when I was actually going to school at the University of Michigan. Oh. And people would ask, oh, where's your wife? And he'd say, oh, she's at sex school. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me sound like a pole dancer. Yeah, it right? you sound like a um, pole dancer or uh, a prostitute. You know, yeah. so, um, but I think that's, re- that's kind of died down. I don't think it's yeah. so fun all the time for him to tell people. Although yeah. he has a few people, you know, like a... Uh, Civic organizations or Mm -hmm. whatever—they're like, "Oh, how's your wife's job doing?" But, (laughs) uh, but he doesn't know much about my job because I don't talk about my actual things. But we talk about a lot of things that we—all the courses, all the things we learn. Hey, guess what else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can sleep slip stuff in there too, right? Personal. (laughs) uh, Hey, guess what else I learned about?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that is one of the cool things. I do get to learn a lot through her. Mm -hmm. Like she tells me all these great things that she's learned when we when she was in grad school. I'm pretty sure everything she learned in school, she came home and recited to me verbatim every <laughs> that's night. That's how I learned is I crack, speak it and out That's loud. why I never <laughs> slept. So, how do you <laughs> feel about
2: that? We had to
0: actually make a rule later on oh, about, yeah. like, at a certain point, I have to be able to say no more. I'm not. Too <laughs> I don't want to hear about therapy. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to hear about sex. Actually, well, unless we're having skill
1: it with couples, where. um you know, like I think people want to talk to each other about their work but there there can be a time where you feel like you've gone too far mm-hmm. and so we came up with a rule early in our marriage where we were like okay you get about like 10 15 20 minutes to vent about work and mm-hmm. get some of that stuff out but then let's cut it and let's like make the rest of the night about fun stuff yeah because I think sometimes work is a stressor and if it's just like let's vent all night mm-hmm. it felt like it would make the rest of the night or really you, negative
0: even if you were excited about your work it's still, yeah I can get really into my job still <laughs> gets annoying after about an hour because you don't care as like, much about I don't the topic care. As me. Yep, exactly.
2: <laughs> well, and I, I do think that I'm doing som- a
0: podcast. With okay. Come on. <laughs> I
2: think sometimes partners really want to know how are you doing as the woman or the man? How's my boyfriend or girlfriend doing mm-hmm. as a person on the planet? Not just talking all the time about your those are called stress-reducing conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there for each other. I mean, that is part of being in a relationship. But you're right. Once that's more than a ten-minute conversation, shouldn't be at the door conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like
1: bombarding each. How's other. How's your that was day? Kind of we had to come uh, up with.
2: No. How about? <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're home, and a kiss mm-hmm. before. Bleh. How about a kiss? <laughs> yeah. How about a kiss?
0: Start with a kiss, maybe. That's
2: right. Uh, hey, how about a kiss? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think that. Uh, also, being married to a sex therapist can be just um, regular. It
0: can just be just, regular. But yeah. I think when people find out about the what she does, they make a lot of assumptions about me.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Right? They do make a lot of assumptions they about you. They assume that you're getting good sex. That we're swingers. <laughs> oh, yes, that the swinger. that wow. we, yeah. That I'm a swinger. That yeah assume big That okay. I'm getting good sex and there's right.
0: never any problems. That well, our relationship true. is perfect and there's never any problems. Right. We should there know is.
1: exactly what to do.
0: I should know exactly what to do. <laughs> and, yeah, that, that we're swingers and that she's a real kinky crazy person which she is kind of crazy but yeah <laughs> we're not I all those crazy. things Just the that's regular crazy yeah. though Just the Normal crazy, Just the normal yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah well you know what i think is interesting too um you could tell me if this happened in your schooling but all like right? i remember all of us when we were getting our graduate degree um when we had partners we would start having these little um little like tiffs where we would say the partner would say to us don't you use those therapy skills on me? Oh yeah, oh, and like when sometimes we were just talking, but because we were going through You're that pro- class, it would appear as though we were trying to, as Josh would call it, therap them, me. Yep. <laughs> rape me, therap them. I love it.
2: Yeah. Well, I want to bust a myth, all right? Because I thought that um, this was a unique dimension in therapists' uh, relationships. So mm. my husband and I went down to a a big emotionally focused getaway retreat, and it was only for therapists and their partners. Because I sort of thought that, too, that we were mismatched because I was a talker and the therapist, and so then I thought I was out talking him or I was out using therapy on him.
0: Yeah, but women always out talk men.
1: Yeah, but that's just we, how women are in general. <laughs> but we went
2: down to this retreat and we found out, oh, very interesting. It had much more to do with our styles of whether we pursued conflict or we mm. uh, moved away from it, whether we were avoiders. Or, and it had much more to do with our personalities and how mm. we addressed in the relationship than it ever did to do uh, with whether I was a therapist and he wasn't. And that was really refreshing yeah. that mm. we were being regular people. Yeah. In our Mm -hmm. relationship, and we weren't mismatched simply because we were uh, married to a therapist. Yeah, I think that was something that
0: we had to kind of work together with, too, is to not, one, to not use those therapy tools to try to rape me, but also for me to not assume she is trying to do that. Right. And for her, something else she, she worried about a lot is when she first got her degree is all her family around her knew that as well that mm. she was a the therapist. The same thing was happening with them where so they're like, they're like, like oh, you're tools. trying to use that. But like, <laughs> the reality is If she weren't a therapist, they would just think, oh, she's trying to help me because she's my sister. And I am a listener.
1: Like, that's already a natural personality trait that I have where I care and I want to like talk to people. But there are specific therapy tools that are different than just me being a caring person. But
0: but sometimes people use those tools without even knowing it. Like, if you have a family member that's depressed, Mm -hmm. you are going to worry about them and try to help them no matter what. And you're going to go out of your way to try to help them. And sometimes those things that you do are the same things you would do in therapy which is try to get them to get out of the house. Try to spend time with them. Talk to them. Mm -hmm. Just doing things like that. But I think normal people do that without even being a therapist.
1: Sure. And actually, they, uh, I'll point to that, but then I want to uh, uh, state something else. So, yeah, actually, like when there's a lawyer in the house, then people will say, don't you use those lawyer <laughs> tactics on me. <laughs> or if there's a manager, managers like manage their company uh-huh. and they just set out rules like this is what's mm-hmm. happening. So then don't use like, the skills that not you're your good at what you're saying basically. to people. Like, don't... It happens in every couple I've heard. Yeah. That's funny. But um... Or if
0: you're a doctor, don't diagnose me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I've also noticed that um, just in general, I think it can be tough as a therapist when you do see what could happen, like what could be done to make a situation better. Like you're mentioning a depressed um, partner or a depressed brother or sister where you're like, okay, well, what, I think these things could help, but then they're not paying me or asking me for the mm-hmm. help. You know, I'm just a friend or I'm just a sibling or a, a wife or a partner. And so it's tough to know what could help and to not be able to really do things about that but you can't
0: that's that's what i think you've had trouble getting over oh i am, is the fact I'm that putting that out there <laughs> that you should <laughs> like no matter what if 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 you have a family member that needs help and they're not getting it you can still help them like it's okay you're what are not your their therapist. On this one monica
2: well i i do think good um sister daughter wife rules apply for That they supersede therapist Mm -hmm. uh, knowledge unless someone's life is in danger, in which case you probably would reach out to them anyway to find, Mm -hmm. and then you just would have some super targeted knowledge. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, that becomes our dilemma is Mm -hmm. just to know that they didn't ask and they didn't, uh, and just like, you know, they didn't ask for your opinion if you were just a sister. So it's just as hard, except you have a little, you know, nugget of help. Right, but, uh, that's, and that's
0: the problem is that a lot of times your family members don't ask for your help, but you volunteer. You just show up <laughs> and you help. Why don't you and that's try what this? that's and, what everybody and that's does.
2: Universally not appreciated, right. no matter what your job is. <laughs> that's well,
0: true. That's not appreciated. Sometimes it's not, but I have to say, sometimes it is. It yeah. is helpful. Like if somebody's in the hospital and they're sick, I mean, you go visit them and you spend time with them. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think people try to help each other no matter what. And I think when you have a job that has something to do with that, I think you try to walk on glass a little bit to try not to make them think that you're trying to therape them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I could say that. Well, you hold I, back a little. Well, I I've, I, I don't know what the verb true. is for therapy. I think it's true the a little rape. bit for me as my kids have gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, I've... I, Sometimes I wonder what have I asked that question if I was just being a regular nosy mom. Would I've just pushed and asked that question? But because mm-hmm. I'm a therapist mom, you. I'm like, oh, maybe I know that's a little bit of a line I shouldn't right. cross.
0: So maybe you um, also think through it too. So yeah, yeah you yeah. kind
2: of balance that to see. That's a know. hard one. Yeah. However, being a mom and being a sex therapist has been pretty awesome yeah. because um, just all the things I come home and say, oh, and do you know, and do you know. <laughs> yeah. And the conversations that I've had with my kids as they've been growing up have been wonderful. Yeah. And awesome. just uh, their ability to see human beings as human beings. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when you tackle sexuality, I mean, you're really handling what's at the root of being a person. So it's yeah. pretty awesome. And that,
0: that's the thing. Like yeah. My parents never discussed right. it with me at all. So I think as mm. uh, a married couple, me and Angela, we want, To always be open to talking to our daughter about that. I'll say
2: stuff like, now, did you know? And my son will be like, yeah, you (laughs) told me that when I was eight. Like, I I actually, (laughs) it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's good. I covered that. I have a funny
0: story about that, actually. (laughs) Like like I said, parents never really talked to me about sex. Day before I got married, my mother comes up to me and says, Josh, I need you to know. About the clitoris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm "I'm 25, (laughs) mother. Go away. I already know.
1: sit him down and tell him how to give me an orgasm At, I love it. Like why are you <laughs> waiting till
0: 25? That was a like, really
2: long time. Yeah. And I'm just thinking what an amazing gift. That must have taken her so much to come to give you that yeah. gift. Yeah. <laughs> well that's what I was, I was like, thinking about. <laughs> what wow. Like, Sex is yeah. <laughs> one of the most
1: vulnerable topics mm-hmm. so if you can it get is. comfortable talking about that you yeah. really can talk about it. Oh, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you really can. It's it's
2: uh, it's an equalizer. It's yeah. it's pretty uh, awesome.
0: Well everybody does it but nobody wants to talk about it in public or in a in mixed partners you know so i was
2: thinking that even with couples then Mm -hmm. um who want to have better sex lives Mm -hmm. um one of the hardest things is helping them talk about Mm -hmm. their sex life even talking about what they sort of think would be fun Not meaning they would ever do it.
1: Yeah, no Mm -hmm. planning or like thinking about it on fantasy level, but not necessarily acting on it. Oh yeah, (laughs) people don't know how to even communicate. Right, because there's (laughs) there's
0: a worry when you're talking about fantasy that if you bring up something the other partner is interested, they think okay, then we're gonna do that.
2: And that is kind of the definition of fantasy, is right. that it's illicit, it's a, it's a little on the edge, right. it's something that's never going to happen. Like, in my
0: fantasy, there's lots of balloons everywhere. But <laughs> in Better real life, Josh. in oh, real life, messy. I don't want any balloons in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> no clowns, ever. Do you like ever.
1: balloons? <laughs> Interesting.
2: I didn't hear this. Before I'm, I'm just, just oh, using it I'm as an example. You. Well, sometimes in sex therapy, we do My name is have...
0: Josh, and I like balloons. <laughs>
2: Without clowns. clowns <laughs> no clowns. scare me. Um, so that is something in, in sex therapy that we help people do is we help them be mm-hmm. able to talk about things. Normalize it, yeah. We help them to be able to talk about what they find attractive with their partner, mm-hmm. um, what would be fun. We also give people a veto. Like if someone is talking about a sexual scenario, that's mm-hmm. actually an assignment where they would get to write up a sexual scenario. That's mm-hmm. way more difficult than you might imagine. So like, they write like a little a bit of erotica. A little, yeah, yeah, like for them. It happens and, this way. Uh-huh. This. But not
0: the fantasy side. You're talking about what you would really want to do on that one.
2: A sexual scenario. Okay. That might Yeah, so that it might, might be more realistic than, you know, super fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to share that with their partner. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's a really hard exercise to get done. Yeah. Uh, but I think it does show people even um, maybe the partner that thinks, I want more sex. I just, that would make me happy. That's the only thing that would make me happy. I'm comfortable with sex. And then they have to do something like that. And they are blown out of the water a little bit about how difficult it
1: is to communicate your
2: needs and wants sexually so
1: well monica you make a, a good point actually sometimes the first thing that i'm doing with my couples is giving them a style to communicate mm-hmm. in so the most mm-hmm. common ones we'll see are avoiding sex yes. or conflict around sex or, or they're fighting about it or they're just defensive like they don't even have to like fight out right but they can just be really intense when they talk about it <laughs> <laughs> defensive like well what I don't know, you know, like, That's you know I'm not sexy. scared. Guarded. Um, guarded. guarded. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And okay. so one yeah. of the two realms I'm trying to get my couples into before we even get into some of the sexual stuff is either learning to talk in that neutral, non-judgmental. I'm just exploring and learning about mm-hmm. you phase, or in this playful, flirtatious style. And those are the two most... I've seen effective communication styles to use when you're talking about sex, and depending on the couple and what style works for them, they might start with the playful joking, or they might be better at starting with the clinical, educational, mm-hmm. like non-judgmental. But if you can't get them out of those two extremes, they're actually really bad at the communication, yeah. and it's hard to move forward or even say, "I would like to." Like, how are you going to write erotica if you all you even <laughs> think about <laughs> it? Like, oh, you want to do what? <laughs> That's funny. So I agree. I think they got to learn how to communicate. So and how do you do that? So you
0: one of, one of the exercises is having them write their desires she
1: out. She said that's one down the line. What do you do it's, at the it's first? It's quite a
2: ways down. I mean, quite sometimes, sometimes it's about... Um, a little much softer than that. Um, having them co- compliment things they find attractive about one another, mm-hmm. you know. So the the exercise would be to sit and write several things that they find that are attractive mm-hmm. about their partner, and mm-hmm. then sit and you know and get ready and prepare like they're having a date, and then come that's together, fun. have the date, and just that's tell sweet. them. How that sounds really they, fun, actually. Oh yeah. yeah, we should do and, that.
0: Uh, yeah, let's do <laughs> get that. Get to working on <laughs> your list.
2: <Yeah. laughs> And it's just a, and I I don't know, I, I wrote this little thing, um, little guide is called 12 Steps to Falling Back in Love, but it's really the 12 steps of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you begin with noticing your partner, then you begin with eye to eye, then you begin with maybe touching a hand or an arm, then you move, you know, and so you're moving more and more intimate. So, Sometimes it's as simple as starting way back there with attractiveness mm-hmm. and more in a dating sort of mode. Not that I ever say, well, let's just date. That'll fix your sex problem. But,
1: yeah. you
2: know, but I think it's probably a lot of our issues are around intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the biggest killers of our sex is avoidance. That is yeah. the most offensive um, thing that happens when we kind of grind down into gridlock over our sexual life is then that avoidance just comes. And that wow, the message there, right? Mm-hmm. You can't help but take that as complete rejection. Yeah. yeah. Rejection's tough.
0: So they reject
1: themselves before they even try. Like well, you're also,
0: your partner feels rejected too because yeah, you're shutting well, it, it down. Gets, yeah. It
1: gets broken down to that, so it doesn't mm-hmm. start that way, but mm-hmm. there gets to a point where even before they try to do something, they reject themselves in their head. Yeah. And What's so there's the not point? even attempt made. What's the use? Yeah. Yeah. just. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it anyway. So why try? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's tough. I've heard of, I've heard stories where people did that, like in bed, where example, like they're sleeping in the same bed and like the male was thinking about like, well, what if I just put my toe next to her toe? But he's like, oh, that will go bad. And so he's just rejecting himself. He can't even touch toe to toe. And it was terrible because well, a lot of times, you know, it, I mean, I mean, sad. a lot of times
0: he that happens because he has had rejection in the oh, past. Oh, I know. So I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, rejection is a tough problem. thing
1: in in any relationship. Not that everybody has to like do everything for each other. You're not sex slaves by any means. So, but, so
0: <laughs> you guys are sex therapists. In a scenario where I am trying to touch, mm-hmm. like, put my toe next to my wife, and <laughs> there's she doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. What's a way that she can do it, or he, without actually rejecting the partner?
2: For me, I, it's super important. If you're going to you really sort of know you might be issuing a rain check, mm-hmm. um, it's really important, I think, to, and I'm the party that does, doesn't does want to move through. Maybe I know I am not, I am just, I'm post-toasties, I am just, you touch me one more time, I'm going to bite your head you're off. You're just going oh, to it's bed. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You need to just stay away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's really important that there's first like some sort of affirmation or some Mm -hmm. word or display of acceptance. So Mm -hmm. whether that's they wrap their toe around yours and then they rub your back a little and then kind of snuggle, pull you in and say, that's really sweet. That's very nice, you know, and then they take ownership. I have really just stayed up too late. I've done too much. I think that it's not going to be very pleasant if we go forward. Can we try to do this tomorrow? Right, but
0: he's not we? always initiating sex. Like, sometimes intimacy is just for intimacy. Like, I've talked with Angela about this in the past, where sometimes I just want to kiss.
1: Well, so I, I I actually suggest couples don't reject each other at all, but they do partial rejections. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to what you're saying. Yeah. But So all a partial rejection is, like, pay attention to this situation, yeah. the context, and is there something you could be open to doing like getting cuddling or Mm -hmm. maybe you are actually open to the toes touching, just nothing else. Right. Right. And so like, (laughs) if you can accept some version of intimacy, put it out there on the table. Like, Hey babe, just checking in. Um, I think I'd be cool with cuddling. Can that be what we do right now? Or Hey, is Mm -hmm. it okay if maybe we just like, um, maybe we do rub feet with each other, but it just kind of stay there. So like you're asking for something you're willing to do. Um, And then, but you're putting it out there so your partner doesn't have to be rejected further. You're getting to a yes Yes. first. Or if, in a similar way, like if you really are in a bad spot that night, because it happens, there is a time when you're like, oh, I feel terrible. Um, Always offering a future acceptance is something Mm -hmm. I encourage. Like Mm -hmm. tonight is a terrible night. This has nothing to do with you. You're handsome. You're the best person in the world. So you're also encouraging (laughs) and valuing them. Mm -hmm. But um, tonight, I'm just feeling like total crap. I've got a headache what do you say we make a plan for this weekend to do something special? So then there's mm-hmm. even like, there's a rain check, but it's something coming up in the very near future. Um, or even like, let's see what happens. Because sometimes you're not sure. There's this right. place where you maybe <laughs> could move into something, but you're not think, sure there or not. And so like, let's I think just honestly,
0: hold on. I'll I think that's it. honestly kind of what I've started to do is kind of just make it more of a casual thing. Yeah. Like if I'm saying, do you want to watch TV tonight? You'll just answer me. You're like, no, I don't want to watch TV, or yeah, I could be up for some comedy or something. I'm, st- I've started to just do the same thing with sex. Like instead of trying to like tickle you or something, it's like when you, when I'm around you, I'm like, so just to be clear, you up for sex tonight or should blah blah blah. And I think it works for us because I just set it on the table and understand where you're at. And a lot of times you'll say, yeah, let's do that. That sounds fun. And other times you'll be like, I can be worked into it. And then I'm like, yes. That means I gotta like do <laughs> and other a times out. I'll
1: say, tonight's not the tonight's greatest not night, night. But then maybe but tomorrow. But maybe we'll do it tomorrow.
0: And then I already have a ticket for tomorrow. So I can <laughs> so hold that against her. <laughs> I think
1: that
2: works with couples that have a, a voice. They mm-hmm. have a fluidness Agreed. between each other. Here's what I think happens, however. Thinking about female arousal patterns, mm-hmm. And that a, a lot of that, that pattern says that women are not preheated; they're not running around to the majority with desire already loaded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you say to um, <clears throat> a female partner mm-hmm. who's been doing dishes, running around, and uh, hey, you want to have sex tonight? The answer is no, <laughs> <laughs> because she just does a quick no. She doesn't want definitely to definitely
1: don't want to do that. She <laughs> doesn't
2: turn the oven on. She's not even near the oven. And you okay? So the only dangerous thing for couples who maybe. Don't have a working mm-hmm. um, relationship mm-hmm. is that um, the person who's inviting is going to get a no, and then that female partner is going to use that. I don't always say female, but because of that arousal pattern, mm-hmm. um, could use that as all you do is ask me for sex. Mm-hmm. So, so being and it careful, and some
1: guilt and pressure mm-hmm. too if it feels so. Like we're good at this because we're we're real casual, but I right. think it happens when a woman feels like she has to have an all yes or an all no mm-hmm. answer that there can't be in betweens. Mm-hmm. No, there's is a lot of why I encourage couples to learn how to negotiate with mm-hmm. each other yeah. like which is um, what we do. You know?
0: On. We we negotiate. That's that's exactly what it is. It's like I'll ask you down You're like, I don't know, maybe we can work into it. I mean, lower it it to like, uh, let's watch TV and see what happens. Let's watch TV and (laughs) cuddle and see what happens. And then I know there's a maybe on the table. And then I can work toward that. But Monica's talking about this
1: black and white thinking that some women engage in where they're just like, oh, I either have to say all yes or all no. And Mm -hmm. if they don't have that dialogue that we have. Mm -hmm. Then that question is going to make her feel like, oh, my God, I'm saying no to him again. I'm going to hurt him. And she even feels guilty. And so then she's in this weird dynamic where she either has to do it mm -hmm. or she's a bad person.
0: Right. And I (laughs) and I don't I think timing of when I ask is important, too. I'm not going to ask her when she's doing the dishes and I'm doing something help taking out the trash or taking care of the baby. Like, I think it's important for timing as well.
1: Well, like something you were talking about earlier, Monica, was that like you're thinking about like boiling or warming the pot mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. One thing me and Josh do is we kind of keep that pot warm mm-hmm. in general. We're always yeah. talking, we're always flirting, we're always connecting. If you're like a cold pot, yeah, like, and you haven't even like connected, right. it is actually hard to have that question because mm-hmm. it's like, I haven't even like talked to you. Well, it's actually yeah.
2: almost so if if you think about arousal like from one to 10 and mm-hmm. someone's a three or under then actually those advances or anything sexy or anything like playful actually makes a person extremely self-conscious. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of, I hate to say it, but sometimes offensive or right. repulsive. Very defensive. Yeah. so disgust. Yeah, disgust. And you hate ugh. to say that, that someone can feel that it's supposed to be your partner. You're supposed to want it. But I think mm-hmm. that that's sometimes what we run into and I, you know to be on the receiving end of that feeling has to be so rejecting because all you're trying to do is connect is and but
0: it's just right. coming
2: in right
0: right that doesn't work mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. you know one of the one thing that people don't talk about a lot is that women don't just get turned on by touch and no. uh, talk no. they also get turned on by things you do for them like one of the yeah. best <laughs> ways that I can turn my wife on or make her feel loved from me is helping out take out the trash do something that helps her do the dishes it helps the whole family and it's helping me too it's me. <laughs> well, well, or i take care of our daughter and she loves seeing me take care of our daughter to their her mm-hmm. that's a turn on it's yes just because i'm doing something loving as a father for oh her. yeah
1: it's very sweet it's interesting because it's not um a turn on in that like oh that's so sexy no, it's, it's like it's wow, that's so sweet. And you have it's a little bit of familial love. Which kind of like going back to our brakes and, and gas pedal thing we talked about, I think, in the last, last episode. episode. Yep. Um, you know, like, I think it's it's putting my foot over on the gas side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not right. quite pushing it yet, but it's definitely taking away a potential break. Right. <laughs> right. So we
0: talked about, like, the, the levels of touch, but mm-hmm. I think there's other levels, even before that, of intimacy that don't involve touch. But so you know,
2: if you think about... Some of the research that was done in the 80s about the female arousal pattern and the reasons that women will accept an invitation. Mm -hmm. This is important. (laughs) Women have what's called a receptive arousal pattern, and that means... Mm and this is sad for a lot of uh, guests listening because um, you never ask me, you never want me, you never invite me to have sex, some partners say, because Mm -hmm. they're with someone who has a receptive (laughs) arousal pattern. That means that they are looking for some key, let's say, one out of ten reasons that they might accept your invitation Mm -hmm. for sex. (laughs) Right. Generally, it's the
0: man who has to initiate. because they
2: typically don't have a receptive arousal pattern, especially if they're preheated and running around and ready. Okay, so not always ready, but just different. Mm -hmm. So if you think one out of ten might be a reason that she would accept would be that, oh, she already feels desire. But mm-hmm. then the next reason might be these are all social emotional reasons. What Josh said, mm-hmm. you have been so sweet with our kids. Wow. I just mm-hmm. being a dad and here you come and awe mm-hmm. or you've been helping. Right. Oh, my gosh. I feel connected like an intimate partner. This is really cool. Yes. accept the invitation. Oh, we just
0: or went just... on
1: a date and spent the whole yes. night together right. yeah, talking and remembering old times. And
0: even before a date, like <laughs> it's just in general courtship, like leave yeah. a little love note for her in her. In her lunch so sweet. Finish or,
2: a big honey to do, li- honey right. do list. Yeah. That really the to-do list bond. up there yeah. is a very popular one. That makes one. and <laughs>
0: just, just other ways. Like if you were dating, if we were still dating, those things that I did for her to try mm-hmm. to make her feel love for me, I should still do those as a husband.
1: Well, they're great things. Oh. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys our story. It's so cute. Oh. Uh, when he first asked me out, um we were in choir, I was in one choir and he was in another choir. It was Valentine's Day. And um, I was walking out, and he's standing there with um, a heart with chocolates, chocolates. Ooh. and Ooh. flowers. Was it flowers too? And, and flowers. like just to ask me on a date. Ooh. And that was just so sweet. Oh, wow. There's more of this to come. <laughs> he's well. a very romantic guy. Ooh. I love you.
0: <laughs> I love you. But, <laughs> but you know, stuff, I know, but, but
2: I, I, I do, you th- th- know. Okay. do think sometimes women say to men, I want you to be more romantic, but mm-hmm. they. N- I don't know that that's really what they mean. They might mean one of those 10 ways. Right. They might mean yeah. slow your gear down, go start with affection. Right. Start. Who knows? Right. right. When you, you know, say
0: romantic, it's a very vague term. Yeah. Do you mean you want me to hold a stereo over my head in the rain <laughs> out front? <laughs> do I need, do, wow. an, do I need to write a ballad for you and hire yeah. mariachi band to sing exactly. with me? Like that's a very vague and broad term and it makes it sound really difficult to be romantic, to be a Don Juan.
2: What makes me sad a little bit Mm -hmm. is that I think culturally, we still really value that first six months to two years of a relationship Mm -hmm. in terms of that's the model, that's the gold standard. Mm -hmm. But I think once you move past that two years, um, most couples have to develop a couple sexual style. They have to develop a Mm -hmm. mature relationship and a different way of loving and bonding. Sure, that's still fun and sparkly and you want to, do that some couples do occasionally and some want to do it all the time but i don't think that that's going to work as the long-term model for Mm -hmm. how you love me is Mm -hmm. to be you know like we were the first time we met that's wow that's
0: who could do that well i I, I think you still have to try like like you're not going to be able to do everything you did back then but i think it's the effort it's about still trying to attract your mate to you and everybody you do it every day Like, you do it every day and not even think about it. You put on nice clothes. You wear makeup or something. Same with guys. You put on some cologne. Those are ways that you're attracting Mm -hmm. your partner to you.
1: Well, and, like, even having shared activities. Like, we've been picking up a few hobbies together. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think... Um, that's a really positive thing yeah. for couples do to connect. Like we paint together. We did mm-hmm. choir one semester recently. We do chores together. The science of love. The science, the of, love, the science yeah. of
2: love says that for long term relationships, the fastest way to have that fall back in love in your head feeling mm-hmm. is to go do something new together. Oh Learn yeah. New. Newness. You don't have to like it. You just it has to be new to both of you, and then mm-hmm. that kind of lights up the brain, yeah. and then yeah. it creates that feeling. Then you have for something couples. new to talk about. It's an adventure. And new to talk about. I think that's the important thing. You've been married for
0: ten. 20 30 50 years. I no. I've heard that same story over Maybe and over do again. Do I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know? You move you get to the point where you know you she know even story. she even mouths along with me while I'm talking about a story. Oh, she wow. knows it that well, she, verbatim. She knows exactly what's going to come out of my mouth. You've
2: been 10, I've been closer to 30 and yeah. I need to pay more attention. I can't mouth the stories. <laughs> yeah. That's just Angela. <laughs> That's I'm an angel thing. She can quote she entire her.
0: episodes of Saved by the Bell. I can. I
2: like, do. Um, that's handy. Uh, I'm not sure when, but that is it's handy. It's actually
1: handy in my therapy. Every couple is a TV show that I'm watching. And so next time on this couple.
0: Next time on the Days I remember, of Our Lives. I
1: remember very little details. They're always shocked at everything I remember about yeah. them. But it's because they're like my drama <laughs> for the day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't watch any real life drama at home. That's for sure. Oh, no. I can't do no, a no, drama no. beyond it because there's enough in the room. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think let's maybe finish with that app because Monica, you. Yeah, we us got about, about a really five cool ten minutes left. App. So why don't you explain it and tell right? Omg, I, just- I have an wow. app to tell you about.
2: Omg, and guess what? It's mm-hmm. called Omg.
0: Why is it called that?
2: Well, you know. This is actually an app written by the Kinsey Institute, which is a sex research institute. And mm-hmm. this OMG is actually about orgasms. Ooh. And they did a big uh, project on uh, educating people about orgasms, and they made an app.
0: It teaches you how to
2: give an an orgasm, how to touch the vagina to a woman. So (laughs) it's actually a tutorial. So Mm -hmm. you can watch some informational videos, of course, Mm -hmm. um, with people talking about their experiences and what's Mm -hmm. different for them. But then there's this is actually an app on your phone of a you know picture of the vulva and the clitoris and. Actually teaches you different touches, and mm-hmm. you literally can touch your phone and get a response. And it tracks what you're doing, and as you, you go. get a response from the the app that says, "Oh, that's nice," or uh, "That's too fast," or occasionally, "I was very sad." Uh, Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> so I now know what it feels like to be rejected <laughs> by yeah. a female and then a bad um a bad experience so oh, i've yeah. had a bad sexual experience with my phone and <laughs> app so Your a phone lot of people, people have <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah so this my is my phone really is wonderful. always telling me to go away <laughs> <laughs> go away you've been here too much yeah. um so I, I think it's really a very important thing to teach people all about the different Ways and types and touches mm-hmm. and locations for that kind of stimulation.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so, but you yeah, have nobody to. Nobody go... taught me. Like, I no. just had
0: to learn on my own, figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. So,
2: you have to go to your computer actually mm-hmm. and type in OMG. OMG app. And then um, you will go to the website and then that will teach you how you can do it. But it's not very expensive yeah. and Ooh. you can download an app and it's certainly that new activity to do with your partner. See if you can turn on the screen uh you know so it's a really uh good thing and i do think they're talking about making something also for male body people so that's gonna be really interesting so kudos to them i think Mm -hmm. that's
0: awesome like the reality is like when you're growing up you don't know what to do with all that like there's a lot going on and (laughs) and then even when you do know the parts like Being able to know what to do with it, it's a lot like a video game. When you're using the different joysticks and the different buttons, like you have to. (laughs) You would like some people are better at (laughs) video games than others because they've practiced. When you've been on Mm -hmm. that for, like, I've been playing video games for years and I've been married for years now. So I'm going to. I'm pretty good at both of those things. Well,
2: I was surprised. (laughs) I was surprised when you were getting. (laughs) When on the app there's a tutorial that teaches you different types of touches rolling and edging and rounding. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm a sex therapist. I never knew that you can call these touches different things so wow wouldn't that be interesting then if you're with your partner and you're like well you know i really prefer if you i mean talk about empowerment
1: rolling or i actually really love edging but i want to put in a caveat for this so like don't go straight to a vagina when you're practicing on this please do some foreplay Please, <laughs> yes. I need to good, practice the app, so those let's same get ready. Things will not feel <laughs> as good work? if you rush to them. So, like, make mm. no. out a little. Have massage, to be at the right arousal things, level before right? you go. Practice. Yeah, I'm wondering if the app
0: actually covers that. Like, if you keep stimulating the same part for too long, does it actually tell you, "Hey, hey, why don't you move somewhere else"?
2: I don't know if the no. actual app does. Because I've in that. a lot of the <laughs> yeah, move in a different direction. In a <laughs> lot of the tutorials, that we will talk about. Um, also, one of the very interesting things I thought. Is uh, it? T- it talked about how, as women, uh, women get excited. They don't need the same movement than men might need as they get excited. So, just because the intensity is growing for a female doesn't mean she needs faster and harder. Wow. No, actually, lighter She and, needs and to softer stay right nice. there and keep <laughs> it constant and move. I learned
0: something new every day. I know.
2: And so, <laughs> then you can say to your partner, as they're perceiving you getting excited and they're moving, they're doing a male pattern. Right. right? Which is to, to go faster and pressure increase pressure and yeah. increase. Which so then, can make
1: the clitoris go numb.
2: Which oh, can totally no. turn shut
1: down the whole show. So that's yep. really helpful to save your partner. We need to get this app. Hey, <laughs> No, I think <laughs> it would
0: actually be interesting to get the yeah, app and then play. use it, it and then we talk could about it. Do a
1: live stream on it. I think that would be fun. That'd be
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see. Oh, Ooh, OMG. <laughs> OMG.
0: Okay. The app's
2: called OMG yeah. from the Kinsley Institute.
0: <laughs> and okay, so that that about wraps it up. Uh, it was great having you, Monica. Thank you for Josh. two episodes, Thank
2: you, Angela. It's this nice has been you. so fun. Who do I get to talk about sex with? Yeah. I don't know. Awesome,
0: <laughs> your husband, and I all your clients. Different. Uh, oh
2: yeah, oh, yeah. That. <laughs> you talk day about it every day, day every, day, long. Long. every day, all day. I <laughs> forgot about that. Never mind. So
0: why don't you tell people again where they can find you? Where are you at in Missouri?
2: So I am in Union, Missouri, which is out 44 near Washington, Missouri, and uh, I am a certified sex therapist, as I said, and founder of Jumpstart Your Hearts. At jumpstartyourhearts.com. Okay. So. And if they wanted to make
0: an appointment with you, how would they find you on the web?
2: So they can go to www.crcmo.com and make an appointment online or get the phone number.
0: Awesome. Sounds Sounds good.
1: Of course, I'm Angela Skirtu with St. Louis Marriage Therapy. You can find me at www.therapist and com.
0: Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Monica. And this has been the About Sex Podcast. You can find us at aboutsexpodcast.com. And you can find Angela or me on Facebook. You can mm-hmm. like us. Please click, click like on this episode or review us in iTunes. Mm-hmm. Have a good day.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. Bye.